0: Mexico's drug war is a deadly serious matter. Some 60,000 people have been killed there over the past six years. And the drugs keep flowing north by any means the cartels can think of. We definitely don't want to make light of the violence and suffering that the drug war causes. But some of the methods drug smugglers use to get their illicit goods north of the border can be kind of humorous. The New Yorkers Patrick Red and Keith documents the most outlandish stories from the Mexican Drug War in a new article. He joins me on the line from Washington. Uh, you talk about the inherent looniness of the drug war in Mexico. Give us a prime example of just how strange a story can get.
1: Well, I mean, I think you know some of it is just that you get this Tom and Jerry type game between the smugglers and the authorities where the authorities will do something to stop the drugs from coming across the border and the, and the smugglers will kind of try anything once. So uh, one example, and there's a great image of this, is that they erected a border fence down in, uh, in Arizona outside Yuma to try and stop smugglers from coming across. And what the smugglers did was they actually built ramps up one side of the fence and down the other and tried to drive a jeep right over full of drugs the problem is the Jeep got stuck at the top, so they <laughs> abandoned it. So you have this kind of amazing image of a Jeep sitting on top of this uh, border fence.
0: It starts to get surreal, some of this stuff. You document stories about drug cartels funding productions of religious films uh, here in the U.S., about like the Knights Templar getting involved, about laundering money through racehorses. Who comes up with this stuff?
1: Well, they're really creative. I mean, we don't know exactly the size of the drug trade between Mexico and the United States, but the low estimate is it's sort of 6 to $7 billion a year, and the high estimates are $39, $40 billion a year. So you can imagine there's a lot of incentive for people to be creative. The ingenuity on the part of some of these smugglers is pretty astonishing.
0: Yeah, so there's one story you tell about a parking spot in Nogales, Arizona.
1: Yeah, I think of this as as the most valuable parking spot in America. There was this one parking spot kind of close to the border. What would happen is from time to time, a van would come and pull into the space. And there was actually a hole in the ground underneath that had been very cleverly camouflaged. And there was a kind of a concrete plug that was kept in place by a hydraulic jack. So that would lower. There'd be a hole in the bottom of the van. And it turns out that this was actually a tunnel that ran right underneath the border. And so in about 45 minutes, the smugglers could hand over hand just... Uh, feed packages of marijuana into the van. It was about a million dollars worth they could do in 45 minutes, and then the van would drive off, the plug would be put back in place, the next person would pull into the spot, and nobody was any the wiser.
0: It's such an extraordinary story. How did uh, that, that little plot get discovered?
1: I, I you, know, you know, I don't know, actually. There were a series of... I mean, Nogales is actually famous because it's just... Um, I, I, the earth underneath that uh, that part of the border must be uh, like Swiss cheese. There are tons and tons of holes and tunnels that have been dug through over the years. And so there's been ongoing investigations and they're forever um, discovering tunnels. You actually get funny stories of um, occasionally you'll have uh, uh, drug smugglers tunneling through underneath the ground and they'll actually bump into, they'll sort of accidentally bump into another tunnel. You know, you'll actually get <laughs> smugglers bumping into each other and these, these tunnels crisscrossing. So I think probably what happened in that instance was that they, they found the tunnel first and then
0: found the the hole. As you point out, it's not all funny little sidebars to the drug war. I mean, at the end of the piece, you discuss the recent legalization of marijuana in Colorado and Washington State and say that from the cartel's point of view, this has to be the most outlandish story of 2012. Why do they see it that way?
1: Well, I think for the cartels, it's it's a dangerous development because the reason that their industry is uh, is so successful is because of prohibition in the United States. So the long-term prospects of a situation in which the U.S. starts to relax its drug laws in a, in a state-by-state way is actually a very threatening one for the cartels. I also think for for the average Mexican, the fact that we would legalize marijuana must be troubling to observe in some ways because if you think about it, in the last six or seven years about 60,000 people have lost their lives in the drug war and that's in part because Mexico has really been cracking down on these cartels and they've been doing that in part because the United States government in Washington has been urging them to. Marijuana is one of the big products for the cartels by Mm -hmm. some estimates it's up to 40 percent of their revenue so the notion that they would crack down and lose a lot of lives trying to stop the smuggling into the United States and then we would say you know what? We're going to make it legal here after all must uh, make them scratch their heads.
0: Yeah. So what creative angles will the cartels be dreaming up next to counter the, the this wave of legalization of marijuana?
1: Well, you name it. I mean, one thing they're doing is investing very heavily in in methamphetamine, uh, which many of them perceive to be the the future. There are some incredible stories about the kind of business savvy of the cartels. But about 10 years ago, when they realized that meth was was going to be a big drug in the U.S., what they would do is actually some of the cartels would send shipments of marijuana to their clients in the Midwest, and they would actually send free samples
0: of methamphetamine. First taste is free,
1: as they say. In this instance, I think that was actually literally the, the business strategy.
0: Patrick Radden Keefe of The New Yorker will link to your story about the year's most outlandish drug stories from the drug war in Mexico. That'll be at theworld.org. Thank you very much. Thank you.